Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, Calvary Bible Church, welcome back to another week, Beyond Sunday. It's Beyond Sunday. With Calvary Bible Church, that's on the like the title of our podcast. Yeah. Did you know that? It yeah. is. And I caught your introduction the other day, too. I, I didn't realize that that was a... Or, oh. I, or I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's I, yeah, a formal intro. Yes, there is. They've already been listening to this podcast for 30 seconds by this point. Yeah. And we're 15 seconds in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were just talking about Trey. Big shoes to fill, you know. He did small good. shoes in he some did, ways, but big really shoes well. yeah. in other ways. I, ra- um, I ragged on him on Sunday school on uh, did you? the other day, two days ago. Yeah. Because, you know, he's saying, I don't understand what he's saying. And I know for sure I, I defined the dark night of the soul in the sermon. But then Michelle, bless her heart, Michelle piped up quickly and said, he was on live stream. So it's hard to do live stream and listen. And she knows because she was oh, in there yeah. with him. Oh. So it's very difficult to, it's difficult to, to do both. Yeah. To be to be super focused on what's being said, plus pay attention to cameras and voice and all of this. So, yeah, Michelle uh, Trey, if you're if you're listening at all or watching at all, Michelle uh, came to your rescue. Yeah, there you go. Bail him out. Um, I was going to say, Trey, listen, listen during the sermon. <laughs> it's hard. It, it's, is, it hard. is funny it's though. Hard for anybody, how um, much you, just it's a communication topic. What is? I mean, you studied this. What's said versus what is, oh my. you know, it's understood. Depress- it's depressing. Um, it can be. Yeah. yeah. That's why you hope for the cumulative effect. Yep. Yeah, you know, you're really hoping for, now, not only that, but against our tradition a little bit, what we're actually hoping for is that in the moment there's an experience, an experience with God, a worship experience with God in the moment, mm-hmm. but then the cumulative effect of Sunday after Sunday after Sunday for years and years and years, you're hoping that that's just building Mm-hmm. You know, good good knowledge of God and uh, and transformative uh, you know effect. Yeah, the other thing too is just listening to the Holy Spirit. And so many times, like you'll hear someone say, "Oh, you know, I just this is what I took from that mm-hmm. lesson or sermon," mm-hmm. and it's like, "Well, that's great because <laughs> that's what not what I was aiming yeah, at yeah. Or exactly." Oh yeah, God does. <laughs> it's a good thing God does those types of things because yep. we are badly flawed. Mm-hmm. We're bad. We're we're flawed interpreters at best. Yep. So here we are, um, benefiting from the cumulative effect of the Psalms. Mm. I was actually thinking about that the other day. Just the benefit of being in a book for a long season. Uh, we've had our breaks, but just mm. continuing to stay in a mm-hmm. in a book and the benefit of just of that. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so want to do three things today. Okay. Uh, want to cover just. Quickly, Psalm 89, there are mm-hmm. some things that just did not have time to cover. You think? Um, yes. That was a big psalm. Yeah, it was a big psalm. I didn't yeah. have a lot of time. I didn't know you Yeah. How do you I did like not that? have a lot you, of time. No, you did not. I um, didn't look at my watch either, but I knew with everything going on, I thought, well, we'll see. And I, and you, you, <laughs> you potentially could have broken that up too. We talked about, could you yeah. break it up into two, but you did yep. a nice job trying to cover it all. So yeah, I did my best, but there's still a couple of things that I thought were worth <clears> bringing back to the surface here. Um, and then two, just a overall Psalm thought that does mm-hmm. connect to Psalm 89. Mm-hmm. And then a question from one of our, our podcast listeners Good. that's not related to Psalm 89 or mm-hmm. the Psalms, but want to touch on that. So mm-hmm. special friend of mine. 
Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Psalm 89, mm -hmm. uh, in some ways I felt like it was a nice, uh, not a nice, but uh, there was a, um, a connection between Psalm 88, which you covered, the dark night of the soul, mm -hmm. darkest, saddest yeah. psalm yeah. of the 150. Mm -hmm. And then Psalm 89 starts off really positive, but then ends. And that's kind of different because a lot of these mm -hmm. psalms have a kind of a, a glimmer of hope at the mm -hmm. end of the psalm that God's steadfast love remains. But this psalm ends with on a down, a downer. Yeah. Um, and so I was just thinking about the dark valley, and one of the things I wasn't able to bring out, but in verses 38 to 45, mm -hmm. that one of the last parts of that psalm, there are 13 U's uh, that the psalmist brings out mm -hmm. where he says, yeah. uh, where is it here? Mm -hmm. You have cast mm -hmm. off, you are full of wrath, you have renounced, mm -hmm. you have defiled, yeah. you have breached, exactly. you have laid his stronghold in ruins. Uh, you have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have I'm, I'm halfway through. That's when you see that perspective, it's God is, God is actively working. It feels like he's actively working against mm -hmm. me, against yeah. David, against God's people. Yeah. And that's what the psalmist is expressing here. Um, and that, that's a hard reality to it process. Yeah. Have you ever felt like God is opposing you? Mm -hmm. Have oh you? yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And one of the, and one of my scholar friends that I uh, you know try to read every once in a while said that the psalmist leads the way for us to believe in the sovereignty of God in the darkness, not just the the blessing. So this is the second psalm, as you said, mm -hmm. and they share that Ezraite, yeah, right, because mm -hmm. you made reference to the author, yeah. So just remember that what the psalmist is doing, the psalmist is giving God full credit is what we said a couple of weeks ago, what I mm -hmm. said a couple of weeks ago. And then now um, to, to point out how many of those did you count? 13. So 13 times the psalmist credits God with the damage that's being done to him, the, um, <clears throat> the, the, the tough emotional time uh, being you know, pressed in. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to use, you know, troubling circumstances. So, yeah. it, it is it is part of faith. Mm -hmm. I believe that God is in control of my my judgment, my punishment, my discipline. Whatever word you'd like to use, the psalmist make this very very clear that part of faith acknowledges God is in total control of those times, mm -hmm. and including uh, the length of time because in this in verse forty six is again the very familiar how long O lord yeah so even even just admitting that god is in control of my dark times that's that's really as you said that's kind of hard to wrap your mind around but what else i i guess what what i wanted to say is what else would you believe if and i think i said this two weeks ago what else would you believe if god is not in control of the darkness who's and i think i may have asked the congregants at that at the listeners if he's not in charge then who is Right. That yeah. gets even that's even scarier. That's way scarier to me. Right. Evil is in charge or Satan is in charge. That and that's am I correct? Is that the logical if God's not in charge, then Satan is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he hides himself. And just to underline how low he was feeling, mm -hmm. um, verse fifty reads, Remember, O Lord, how your servants are mocked and how I bear in my heart the insults of all the many nations. Mm -hmm. Um 
just getting back to, we talk about this occasionally, mm -hmm. the honor and shame society mm -hmm. of the Hebrew people and just the ancient Near East, um, which we don't have a lot of in our mm -hmm. day and age. Mm -hmm. So for the psalmist to say that he's experiencing mm -hmm. this mocking yeah. And of all the, the nations, the insults, yeah. So everybody around them saying you're supposed to be chosen by God, the chosen people, and look at you. Yeah, and that's what Christ experienced on the cross there too. Mm -hmm. um, but the the reassuring part of that is odd as that sounds, is there's some sense of a confidence that. God loves you despite the discipline. And it came up just briefly on Sunday, but the worst thing in the world in a relationship is when the person is they, like they're checked out, mm -hmm. apathetic. I don't oh, care what happens yeah. to you. I'm not even going to bother disciplining mm -hmm. you because they don't care. And that has to be, I've not experienced that, but that has to be the most mm -hmm. like, I don't know, just empty disillusioning mm -hmm. sense where utter lostness because the person who's supposed to care about me doesn't care mm -hmm. and god does and yeah. he is the one disciplining so even in the discipline there's mm -hmm. a, a <laughs> some glimmer of well, mm -hmm. at least god's disciplining me yeah. and that's that's good news for us yeah and you made uh, you made the you know the connection to christ just a moment ago maybe i don't know if you did it earlier but you certainly did it uh, I mean, on Sunday, if you didn't do it on Sunday, you certainly did it a moment ago when you looked at verse 50 and the mocking that was going on. And then mm -hmm. if you look at verse 51, then it's even clearer with, you know, with which they mock the footsteps of your anointed. And so mm -hmm. there's one of those places in the Psalms when we talk about why do we read them Christologically? It's because these are prophecies that are not about David, the anointed king, but they move forward ultimately to Christ. And so the anointed of God, of course, the Messiah the anointed one, and he's mocked, as you just said a moment mm -hmm. ago. And, and, and again, because of what he went through, we know that the darkness that is being faced, uh, that is experienced in uh, Psalm 88 and Psalm 89, those are not signs that we are abandoned. Because he was, mm -hmm. we never will be. Remember, yeah. that's the Christological connection. So when you're reading these Psalms from a human perspective, it seems like the author is being abandoned by God it seems like, and I loved, honestly, my, my, favorite, um, my favorite part of what you did on Sunday was the juxtaposition, uh, the contrast between you, you said, here's, here's this verse, oh, and yeah. then you took us to another verse where mm -hmm. it was exactly opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to keep your promises, but you're not keeping your promises, and I'm not quoting mm -hmm. it correctly. But that was a that was a really that's a key observation. The, mm -hmm. the raw humanness of that is, it seems like God... You're opposing your, your, your plan. You're not following through with faithfulness like you said you would. And so what is apparent, apparently real to the psalmist, we know uh, because of what Christ went through, which he, they did not know, uh, we know that um, you know, the dark night of the soul, the dark nights of the soul for us mm -hmm. is, is temporary. It's not real. God has not abandoned his own because he abandoned his, his own. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. just a Christological read and that actually you started that. So with the mocking. Yeah. And that I, I went uh, more in the direction of the offspring. You did. Yeah. You know? Which was good. There's a, there were a lot of, there were a lot of good connections you could mm -hmm. make in the song. Yeah. 
Um, so transitioning out a little bit, mm -hmm. but staying in Psalm 89 for a moment, mm -hmm. I didn't touch on, I didn't even reference it, but the very last verse of the Psalm reads, blessed be the Lord forever, amen and amen, which when you're reading the Psalm itself, you mm -hmm. think, okay, there's the Psalmist Ethan coming back and saying, but despite mm -hmm. feeling mocked and ins hearing the insults of the many nations, mm -hmm. Blessed be the Lord forever, amen and amen. But as I was doing this, some study, mm. each of this is the last psalm in book three. Book three. So psalms wow. have five books. Mm. This is the end of book three. Book one, two, three, and four, and all five of the books end with a very similar phrase. So mm. let me read them for you real yeah, quick. Good. The end of book one reads, mm -hmm. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Mm -hmm. Psalm 72 closes out book two. Um, blessed be the Lord. Uh, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Mm -hmm. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. Book three, the verse that we didn't cover, blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Mm -hmm. So what little study I did was just looking at a little bit of the progression of the Psalms and the almost the mood of the Psalms mm -hmm. and pointing us forward to now kind of post-David in books four and five. Mm -hmm. um, and we're not there yet, so mm -hmm. looking forward to that. Are we going to jump, are we going to stay in the Psalms? Uh, at least for uh, this coming Sunday, we'll do the first of the next book, uh, which is a prayer of Moses, the man of God. It's yeah. the way 90 reads. So they, mm -hmm. have a, they have a different flavor to them. So I do want to cover that a little bit. I I would imagine that within a few weeks, we'll break from the Psalms. Okay. And then uh, we'll possibly do a, a short series and then maybe uh, return to Matthew. I'm not, not exactly sure. But, okay. Yeah. So at least diving into book four. At least. Okay, yep. good. All right, I'm ready for the last question. Yeah. You ready? I am. Good friend of mine. Uh, he asks this question, not related to the Psalms, uh -huh. but just a life question. Yeah. Um, how should Christians respond to war? So two quick directions we could go. Yeah. Maybe we can touch on both. Yeah. One, a modern day view of it, like mm -hmm. if I get drafted, etc. And then two, uh, Old Testament. God sends his people into battle a lot to mm -hmm. destroy, mm -hmm. utterly destroy all the living, you know, mm -hmm. and take them out. Yeah. So how should Christians respond to war? Let's start with modern day responses. So my, my first reaction to that is, uh, let, me, let me start by saying that the wars that we have going on today, mm -hmm. they should help us want the return of the king because we just, it is very difficult for a human being to, to decide on what is just. For instance, think about holy war or just war. Mm -hmm. That's so, a theory. So, so my first, yeah, so my first comment is that, you know, that kind of question, um, what I don't want to do is I don't want to press the Bible into service that it wasn't designed to, to do. That's mm -hmm. the first thing. Second, I am interested in the justice of God, which means when I read, as I did this morning again, uh, the paper had a, I think there was a, 
uh, no, it was, it was it was yesterday's paper. Somewhere either today or yesterday was a, a picture again of a city blown to bits. Mm-hmm. And um, what I want is I, I want justice to come on the earth. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to start there by saying, when you think about all of the all of the warfare that's going on for all the different reasons, just think about Jesus coming back and and providing true justice in this world, mm-hmm. and it's that a, to me is a stabilizing hope. It's part of our faith. Mm-hmm. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Justice is a big deal in the scriptures. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just got done studying Amos yes. in the young adult class. Those and prophets, wow. justice and righteousness. They're care- all over that. Caring for the weak, the poor, the needy, the oppressed. Yeah. And that's where this concept of the just war theory, yeah. which would say we don't we're not looking to pick a fight, but if someone's being oppressed and the righteous need to step in in their defense, yeah. there's that's justice. Yeah. Humans stepping in and hoping yeah. to bring some kind of justice. Yeah. Um, but it is a big deal. But yeah. I, I appreciate the way you started that with it should cause us to just look forward to Christ's return because there's so much injustice. Yeah. And sometimes both sides are wrong and <laughs> no war is perfect. It's just brokenness. No, it's awful. Destructive yeah. and um yeah. Um so yeah now it's transition to the Old Testament, maybe where we're more grounded in the scriptures here anyway. Let me phrase it this way. Mm-hmm. Why would God send his yeah. people into battle yeah. to take over the promised yeah. land and kick the people out? Yeah. One of the things, that, one of the ways that I've answered this question in the past is simply to remind everyone that it was God's land. Mm-hmm. So if, we, if you start with who owned that property, it's God's to begin with. What I can't do is I, it's, it's just really, it's impossible for me to, uh, as a human being, to p- pass a judgment on God. Scholars do that a lot. Now, remember, there's, a, there's a, a lot of people saying, God's not like that. He couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. The Bible does reveal him as saying these things to his people, go to war, claim the land. And with all the fallout, all the human fallout, um, but I want to start by saying that that's that's his. Yeah. Does he have the right to take his land? Uh, he has the right as God to do whatever. I, I mean, the scriptures are clear. He has the right to give life. He has the right to take life. By definition, that's who God is. Mm-hmm. I may not like the the taking life part. Mm-hmm. I may not like that. But again, I'm a human being trying to judge the character of God. Yeah. Paul would say very strongly, who are you to even do that? That's mm-hmm. so I so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to uh leave my rightful place as a creature and start passing judgment on the God revealed in the Old Testament. Um so it's a it's a very tough emotional ride for us if you really think about what God did in the Old Testament. It's really hard. Yeah, some of our modern sensibilities say Wow, God, that's so what are you doing? Archaic, and barbaric, barbaric, and it's yeah. wrong. Um, the the land is His; mm. can do what He wants with it, and it may not strike us as yeah. the the right thing to do. But yeah. again, who are we as the creatures to judge yeah. 
the creator. There's other there's other things to do. I mean, if, if you're listening and you're really trying to th- sort this out, you also have to think about God's mission. What is his mission in the world? He he has to have a people to represent his name that will then spread that fame throughout the world. And so if you struggle with God dealing with his enemies in the Old Testament, you're going to struggle with God in the book of the Revelation. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, when I hear these critics talk only about the God of the Old Testament and look at how barbaric he, he is in the Old Testament. Oh, we're better off with Jesus in the New Testament. And they pit actually Jesus versus God. Right. As I said to maybe Wednesday night recently, I forget if it was the, what the venue was, but I remember saying to some of our folks, remember the end of the story. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling with the God of the Old Testament, you're going to struggle with the end of history as it's recorded in the scriptures, because in, in the book of the Revelation, there's a huge war that takes place. And God, uh, wow, with the sword of his mouth is the, is the figurative language that he is going to complete history and say, no rivals are going to stand before me. Mm-hmm. So he will win. And that's why it's so important for us to, to be kingdom citizens. Yeah, and instead of rebelling against the king, I think it it um, also draws attention to God's holiness. Yes, great and point. There's nothing that stands in its way, and so I think the modern sensibility and man, that seems really harsh. God is, and they're people just like me. You know, I mean, you know, they're innocent in quotation you know we we would think of them as what did they do to deserve that yeah but no one is righteous no according to the scriptures yeah and and even god's own people which he like we just covered he disciplines yeah. them too he does he, con- he has them conquered yeah. and through even, assyrian babylon yeah he even starts i mean there's another scripture that says you know let's let's judgment needs to start with the house of god mm-hmm. uh, you, you remember that that book that came out love wins yeah. This is quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. I think I would prefer the 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 notion uh, or the title God wins. If you if it's just love that wins, that leaves judgment out. If if you have the the thought that God wins, yeah, he wins, which means that some lose, all rival gods lose, mm-hmm. and all those who worship those gods or serve those gods or who are in those kingdoms, they lose. Mm-hmm. God wins which means so do those who enter his kingdom. I would prefer that. I like that. And that's, yeah. again, more of that, uh, more trying to pay attention to the, 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 the question of war mm-hmm. and how, how is God going to function. There is going to be a tremendous war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. It has to be. Otherwise, uh, you know, we'll never have shalom right. without it. Yeah. He must win. <laughs> and, he, and he will. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, we could talk for hours, write books about this kind of stuff. Yeah, I couldn't. We're not going to. <laughs> I, I couldn't write the books about it, and I, <laughs> and I could give it some thought. But uh, what scares me is to think that people have defended both sides from the Bible. Yeah, just like the slavery issue. I mean, there was yeah, you know yeah. people defended the Bi- you know defended slavery from the Bible, but they mm-hmm. also were anti-slavery from the Bible. It's yeah. like people do everything with the Bible. Yeah, it's like so use the Bible carefully. Oh my, for what's intended to do. Yeah, um, but no, I think to just put a period on what you said, God wins. All those who worship and serve false gods and live for those false gods will lose. So. That's a strong exhortation and reminder for us to make sure we're living for 
for God. It is. Yeah. Because he, he's going to come out on top. Yeah. In the end. That's good for us. Ooh, that is good for us. It's good for us. Okay, good. Well, that was fun. That was. That was fun. Yeah. Hey, I got a joke for you. Okay. I'm, I mean, what can well, I do? By the way, Trey, he nailed. Did you get a joke? I didn't. Uh, you didn't listen to the end. No. And so I asked him the, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't the what do you call it, be the drops things? Do you know what you call it, be the drops things? No. Oh my gosh. Yes, you do. Please tell me you do. Do I know be the drop? Yeah. What do you drops? call it, be the drops things? Oh, oh, the bee, a bee that... A bee that drops things. Yeah, a fumblebee. Okay, thank you. Oh, yeah. my word. But is that the third time you've asked me That's the same the joke? That's the third time I've asked you the same joke. I have another one for you, but Trey got it. I asked him. What did he get? And he got it. Well, because he's, he's listened to you. He's bright. No, he listens to you. Does he? And he remembered. So um, the, an invisible man married an invisible woman, and they had a child. He wasn't much to look at. <laughs> that's really sad that's bad <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff all right ladies and gentlemen thank you oh uh, my yeah. thanks for, thanks for listening uh for putting up with me and uh randy too uh love having you and we will i won't see you on sunday i'm out out of town this weekend you're out randy's back psalm 90 but questions can come into podcast at cbcmj.org no.com cbcmj.com podcast you'd think i'd know it by now but yeah. guess what yeah i don't um so yeah bring the questions in love having them and we'll catch you next week see ya thanks again for joining us on today's episode and remember our sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond sunday <laughs>